Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to Believe, B-L-E-A-V, and Lions are here on the Believe Podcasting Network. That's Detroit's number one sports podcasting network. This show, we believe in the Detroit Lions, and by the end of this episode, so will you. I got a jam-packed show for you today. The Detroit Lions put out just an incredible piece of media, and it was behind the scenes of the 2021 NFL Draft. Video of Brad Holmes and Dan Campbell and all the other people that were in the room. You got to see who they picked, why they picked them. Lots to talk about. I've got notes on all of it. We'll get to that here in a moment. But like I said, I'll just sort of set the stage. So Lions put out a tweet saying they were going to put out a video 37 some minutes or, you know, I, I couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe that they had this much content and that they were willing to be this open, which is tremendous. And when this thing dropped, I mean, I, I had planned to kind of catch it, you know, later in the evening or the next day or whenever I had time. But I made this appointment viewing and I couldn't turn it off. So today on the show, I got a whole bunch of bullet points. I'm just going to kind of talk them through. We'll set the scene. I'll give you guys some takes, some things that I kind of took from it that you might have missed, as well as just uh, little funny nuances that I saw throughout as well. Just a a tremendous piece. So we'll talk all about that today on the show. That'll give us some great uh, Lions content, draft content. You'll get to see the personality of Brad Holmes, Dan freaking Campbell. Um, Sheila Ford Hamp was in the room. You got to see Chris Spielman there. Lance Newmark, John Dorsey, the Diz. I mean, there was just everybody for the Lions in the room. And like I said, not only were they open and to put this content out, but I think this content backs up that they love who they drafted. They had a plan in place. They were aggressive. They talked trades. They stuck to their board. Just lots to get into, let's put it that way. So before we jump into all of that, you know we got to get our friends from betonline.ag in here. So everybody, let's take a quick break, get our sponsor in. When we come back, we're talking all things Lions, the 2021 NFL Draft, and this incredible video that the Lions put out. Everybody, we'll be right back. What's going on, Believe in Lions listeners? Now, Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Bet Online has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. So head on over to their website, betonline.ag, or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. That's Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. All 
All right, what's going on, everybody? We are back from the break. Thank you so much. Go to betonline.ag and check them out. They've been a loyal sponsor here on the show and really appreciate them a ton, as well as you can go over there with NFL playoffs, golf, um, before we get to the big football season. So let's do this. Like I say, I've got all these bullet points, but again, I just want to give you guys a, a overview. So this this video... 37 full minutes went through all three days of the draft. You know, they spent time giving you some background up front. Then they walked you through day one where the Lions were doing a lot of maneuvering, even though they were picking at number seven. There were lots of things up in the air. Then it gets into day two where they had some guys targeted. You know, we were hoping they would fall to them. Very fortunate they did. We'll get into that. And then day three... Brad Holmes had two guys targeted he really wanted, made some phone calls, knows how to work the NFL GM game where you're able to be cool with people and talk trades and make deals and be, you know, just just be much better, I think, than than Bob Quinn was. Now, did I hate everything that Bob Quinn did? No. But do I think he was very, you know, militant about how he did things? Do I think he was very... Uh, kind of stuck in his ways? Do I think that he didn't communicate with his own people as well as with the league very well when it comes to all the other general managers? He had a couple of his favorites, but I feel like Brad Holmes, he has a cool swagger about him, a confidence, an ability to communicate with his people and others, as well as the guy loves a draft, man. He spent all of his time as a scout and as a college guy doing this. So when it comes to this, it's just second nature for him. And I think he he pulled off a great draft. These guys are going to have to do things on the football field. But he walked away excited. Dan Campbell was excited. The whole group was just they got guys they love. They got guys they believe in and guys at positions of need and, and good value. And that to me, that's what the draft is all about. Like you can pretty much get players anytime you want, but are you getting players at good value that fit what you want to do and are guys that are culture fits as well. So I think they did all that. So let's go ahead and dive into it. I know a lot of you guys that are listening have probably seen this video. If you haven't, please go to Lions website, DetroitLions.com. Please go to YouTube. Please go to the Lions app, which you should have on your phone, and pull this up and spend a good 40 minutes watching this thing. Inside the Den, Episode 3. Um, one of the first things you'll hear from Brad Holmes, Lions general manager, is that he just is thrilled with their process. He talks a lot about process, uh, you know, lending themselves to the results that you get. And he always gives credit to his scouts and his staff and the coaches and everybody that's involved. But he just said they had a great process throughout, and, and that really seemed to to help come draft day. You hear about that as well. So I thought the Lions had a really clean um, digital setup in their Lions war room. You know, I know it definitely was changed from before. I mean, it, you know, the few glimpses we did get of the – Bob Quinn, Matt Patricia group. It was kind of like, you know, a rectangular table. All the scouts were kind of tucked back in the corner in these rows. Everybody was all suited and booted. For some reason, Bob Quinn had a freaking baseball bat. We don't know why he did that or, you know, why he was so fired up when he took people like Tease Tabor or, you know, some of the other guys that he was just jumping for joy for, like, I don't know, Jelani Tavai in the second round. But... 
you know, th- this room was much more digital, it felt like, you know, it's it just screens everywhere, and they had pools of guys they liked, um, they were able to walk up to the screens, have some discussions, you had the owner, the head coach, the GM kind of at the main table, behind that you had Dorsey, you had Mike Disner, um, to the other side there you had Lance Newmark, you had Chris Spielman in the background, for some reason, Rod Wood was in there. I mean, Rod Wood has a place. Don't get me wrong. People think like I beat him up all the time here on the show. The thing I hate is in this video where you see Rod Wood huddled up with the coach and the GM looking at the draft board. I mean, <laughs> I know that Brad Holmes and Dan Campbell are smart enough to involve him so that, you know, the, the checks keep clearing for years and years to come and he feels included and all that, but... That should really be the head coach and the general manager, the owner, and team president, Rod Wood, should definitely be in the background in those situations, in my opinion. But we'll get to more of that as we go. So I like the clean draft setup. I like the digital side. They definitely said they upgraded in uh, regards to screens and technology and and how they work with their scouts. You can even see on the video there's a... um, screen off to the right hand side as as you're watching where it's it looks like a mass zoom uh, meeting with all the different scouts that aren't in the draft room but they're there if they need to ask them a quick follow-up or kind of you know cross check a couple things so I like that as well one thing that you have to do in your draft room I think at the NFL level is you know you don't need to be so secretive where you've heard these stories where the GM won't tell anybody because he's worried it's going to get out till till draft. I think even John Dorsey did that when he was in Cleveland. And I, I just think you sort of need to limit who's in the room. You don't need a million voices in there. You need the main decision makers and then some backup guys that can give you input and information as you need it. But you got to have the main guys making the decision. So I like that as well. Let's go ahead and get to this. Some of these are quotes. Some of these are little blurbs that I'll talk about. But uh, Dan Campbell said he wasn't nervous. He was excited. He said it was kind of like Christmas morning. They'd done all the work, and he was just fired up, ready to get in there. Uh, Dan Campbell and Brad Holmes said they both had a vision for what they wanted from their team and this draft and the whole thing that they're building here in Detroit. I like that as well. Um, they, They got right into the Sewell pick. You know, this was a guy that they showed the scouts talking about. They really seem to have pegged. I know there's even one thing where it's it's Brad Holmes during one of their pre-draft meetings want to know, um, you know, just more about this kid. Where what's his versatility? Can he? Does he have the type of mentality? And and you know, can, what can he do? Is he a fit here for the team if he's there? They they really seem zoned zoned in on Sewell. As you watch the video, you know they continue to sort of. Um, count it down you know the the real nervous point was uh, against when Cincinnati went on the clock they took chase everybody was pretty fired up at that point but they still knew that was pick number five pick number six was the Miami Dolphins and that's when it really got fun because you saw Brad Holmes you know he had some trades on the table um let me see I kind of got my notes scattered here a bit but uh I did write that down I may hit on some things multiple times. Let, let me just work this down. I, I think I'm going to get to it on, on what trade he might have had on the table as well as how excited they were for different things. So, you know, when they were doing some Sewell background, they just said the kid has juice, he has grit, he has character, he's very um, 
has a certain swagger about him, but he's humble. Um, you know, I wrote down here that they noted he's the second youngest player in the NFL, which surprised me. I didn't know he was, you know, 20 years old or whatever, but I didn't know he was the second youngest across the entire league. So that's encouraging. He, you know, after they took him or just as a kid, they said he, he's got gratitude. He's very grateful, appreciative, but he's also a worker, you know, a hard worker that you want. Tremendous feet, top athlete, really uh, high end mentality. Um, Dan Campbell. You know, as before the draft got going, Dan Campbell goes over to the owner of the team and says, Sheila, this is your first, right? And she's kind of like, my first? What? And uh, he said, your first draft, like, as the as the top owner. And she's like, oh, it actually it is. Yeah, you're right. She said, we're, we're, this is all of our first. You know, when it comes to her as the head owner, um, first main draft for Brad Holmes as a general manager in the league, and a first NFL draft for Dan freaking Campbell as the head coach of the Detroit Lions. So they joked, we're all in the same boat. We're all in this together. And uh, they all gave themselves a fist pump, which I liked a lot. I mean, in this together is something they keep preaching, and I think it's – it's really fun to watch to see Sheila be a little bit more, you know, quite a bit more engaged. You want to be honest. The more I see of her, she seems like an astute executive who's involved, but also smart enough to know when to back off as well as not a total, you know, just sitting in the corner. You know, she's asking questions and, you know, seems to be uh, personable and, and uh, you know, empowering these guys that she hired, which I love a lot. So, you know, John Dorsey, you know, says to Brad Holmes early in the video, you know, the two guys that we've talked about throughout this process are going to be sitting there when it's your turn to pick. And Brad Holmes was was in agreement with that. You know, who was the other guy is the question. You know, when you look at it, I mean, to me, I don't know if it was both tackles. You know, if it was, if it was Sewell and then the kid from Northwestern. I don't know. You know, um, I, I don't have my head around necessarily who the other guy was, but they pretty much had two guys pegged, and we all pretty much knew Jamar Chase was not going to be available. So I don't think he was one of the ones that they wanted. Now, as you go through this video, you know, they did not think that the Miami Dolphins would take Sewell at six. That that was seemed pretty evident. They, they felt like, you know, they talked that, hey, maybe they're going to take Waddle, the kid. They called him the kid from, you know, the wideout from Alabama. They did have some fear that the Minnesota Vikings might trade up. And, uh, you know, Brad Holmes is quoted as saying, you know, he knows that Minnesota is interested in trading up for an offensive tackle. So it wasn't as much as the Dolphins taking Sewell as maybe Minnesota or another team jumping in front, taking him. And then what do the Lions do at that point? All Lions fans know that, you know, it was very surprising that he made it to number seven. But if he doesn't, which way do you go? You know, I had some people that, yeah, they love Jalen Waddle. They had some people that were totally fine with taking Slater, the other offensive tackle. You had people that wanted Devonta Smith because he won the Heisman Trophy and all the things he did in college. So, you know, very curious what it would have been, but... It, it it was just great. Like I said, I kind of ran down who was in the draft room. But, you know, Holmes said, you know, he, he told the team, hey, we're going to sit tight here at seven and, and not make a trade. In my opinion, based on what I heard and what we've seen now and, and what happened, I think that was the Carolina Panthers that were picking at number eight. 
I feel like they were willing to trade up to either get Sewell or another player, and Brad Holmes was was willing to sit there. Um, there were some other rumors of, of other teams, but I, I think it might have just been that very small trade up because he he just kind of said, "No, we're gonna we're gonna sit tight and see what happens." And it, one of the great parts of the video was all of them like on the edge of their seats watching the ticker to see who was going to be taken right before them, and you hear the room just go. Waddle, it's Waddle, it's Waddle. <laughs> like they took Waddle, and they all erupt. And Brad Holmes goes into um, just complete jubilation. I mean, he he grabs Rod Wood and absolutely tosses him around the room, which I thought was tremendous. Then he grabs anybody else that's in the, his vicinity. He's so fired up. Dan Campbell's fired up. He's saying that is outstanding. That is outstanding. And uh, they know who their player is. I mean, they they end up calling Penny Sewell. You see that initial call. Penny Sewell is very emotional. His dad is fired up. His dad's a big fella. Um, and it was emotional for Sewell and for Brad Holmes. I mean, this was his first pick ever as a NFL general manager. And he said, uh, Dan Campbell got on the phone with Penny Sewell. He said, you are a building block. Do you hear me? And, like, the way Dan Campbell talks to this guy, like, it just sounds like a football head coach. You know, he's straight. He's to the point. He's excited. He's no nonsense. I mean, I just really liked what I saw from 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 our man DC in the Motor City. Um, really liked what he had to say. And he also looked at Brad Holmes multiple times and said, "That's a cornerstone pick right there, Brad. A cornerstone pick." I mean, they they all were in agreement. This is a guy that's going to be around for a long time and going to do really good things for the Lions. One of the first times in my lifetime where the Lions got a premier player at a value spot at a premier position and a guy that all the fans wanted as well. You know, I have not heard anybody that was just like, ah, it's a reach or, oh, that guy's not going to be good in the national football. Like, none of that. So, love it. Absolutely love it. Next thing you see on the video that I wrote down was, um, you know, Lions legendary fan. The crack man was up on the uh, draft stage dancing with his overalls and his his knee-high socks. And Brad Holmes, Dan Campbell, Sheila Ford, they loved it. (laughs) They were just yelling out, there's a crack man. Look at him doing his thing. Oh, man, it was great great and uh and they also love penny sewell and his family's reaction you know they were up hooting and hollering and that got the room the draft room excited as well so couldn't get more excited and and one of the things that fired me up the most too is just dan campbell throughout this video soon after that you see him say man i got every old line coach texting me right now saying great pick man i love that guy (laughs) um you know dan campbell was a a star of this no question with with just his intensity his humor his ability to just love some of these football players the lines got And one other quote I wrote down that I loved is when Penny Sewell touches down in Detroit, he does his initial presser, and they showed that clip again where at the end of his presser he goes, Yes, sir, we in the D. (laughs) I mean, a 20-year-old kid that's a beast, a physical, nasty player, but also has a sense of personality and swagger and and fun to him. I loved that. City's going to love that. Can't wait to see this guy play. So that was basically day one. I mean, Dan Campbell was like, all right, I'm heading home. Uh, you know, but what an intense day. They got their guy. They stayed pat. They didn't make any trades. They didn't, uh, you know, he, he fell to him, which was tremendous. Absolutely great on so many levels.
The video continues in a day two. Uh, Dan Campbell tries to answer the phone early in this video. And <laughs> he says, hello, this is Dan Campbell. <laughs> With uh, And you just see him sit there. And then he just hangs up the phone. And Brad Holmes comes in. And he goes, I don't know. I think that was the Saints on the line. <laughs> and Sheila Ford goes, yeah, it was the Saints. Dan hung up on him. <laughs> and they joke and say that they heard it was Dan Campbell. And they hung up, which was just hilarious stuff. And Dan Campbell didn't know how to work the phone. He didn't know what line to pick up. <laughs> he didn't know anything but uh, just a hilarious moment as well as Brad Holmes just laughing uh, about it as well. Uh, Dan Campbell, Brad Holmes, and Lance Newmark, they were all on the same page with Levi. You could see the room saying like, hey, what about that Washington pass rusher they kept calling him? What about the Washington kid? You know, what about the Washington defensive tackle? You know, they were on him from late in round one. They were really happy he did not go in round one. There's a part in the video where the final pick of round one, it's the Washington pass rusher is on the phone, you know, getting called into the NFL, and they're like kind of, uh-oh. And it's 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 the edge rusher, Joe Tryon. So there was a, whew, oh, I thought they thought they took our guy. So I thought that was cool, too. So you can see in this video, I mean, they wanted, they wanted Levi. Late in round one, they were hoping they'd slip to him. You know, they even look at John Dorsey and – and Sheila Ford, and they're kind of like, this is our guy, right? Everybody's on the same page. Yep. Um, John Dorsey kind of reminded them all before, during, and right before this pick, hey, stay, let the board fall to you, stay put, don't get too antsy, don't jump up. We need we need our draft capital. That's good stuff by John Dorsey. And uh, you hear Brad Holmes say, I called Terry and Chris and said we're going to stay put here at this pick. So that was that was pick 41 overall where they are early in the second round and they were still hoping for Levi. So if my if I had to guess just off the top of my head was that Terry Fontenot, I believe with the uh, GM of the Falcons, was that Chris Ballard, maybe the the Colts GM wanted to jump up and get their guy. And uh, Dan Campbell said, hey, this guy's going to be there for us. He's going to be there. I'm going to will it into existence. (laughs) And sure enough, Levi Onzerike, the big tackle from the Washington Huskies, was there. You see them take him. You see his family. Everybody just go crazy. You see Dan Campbell jump on the phone and say, big boy, (laughs) I'm doing phenomenal. Now that we got you, uh, we're having you come here and help us. And let me pause for one second and just emphasize this quote right here. He tells Levi, you're going to come here to help us, wait for it, wait for it, win championships. That's what I'm talking about, Dan Campbell. Nobody's trying to be competitive, make the playoffs, you know, just go out there and entertain the fans, sell jerseys. The fans of the Detroit Lions want to win championships, plural, here. And it starts here with laying the foundation and getting good football players with nasty good character and guys that are in the trenches, which they did with their first two picks. Brad Holmes said, I'm here to pick the best football players. That's where the organization is, and that was his game plan, not to reach for positions, not to, you know, get the fancy, shiny toy. It was to get good football players. And I think that's what they did with these first two picks. They loved Levi, and they loved Sewell, and they got both of them. So you got to love that. They 
you know, kind of as the video goes on, you see Sheila Ford lean over and kind of say, hey, what about receiver? What if we don't get a receiver in this early part of the draft? And Brad Holmes takes a good amount of time to just calmly talk with her and say, hey, you know, we got the St. Brown, the USC kid that we'd like. We've got this other group of wide receivers that we can get later. It's a deep position. And just explain that Aleem McNeil, who they took at the top of the third round, was a guy that they thought could be a penetrating, big old nose tackle, nasty big football player. They loved him. Everybody loved him. You hear uh, Dan Campbell get quoted that this kid's got pass rush, and everybody in the room believed that. And Dan Campbell, another thing he said throughout the video that cannot be overlooked in, in a joking fashion, he said, we're just sitting here getting players that we love. And people laughed, even Brad Holmes and stuff like, yeah, duh, of course. That's what we're, we're not going to get players we don't love. But what he was saying is, hey, like we love these players. They're falling to us. We're getting them at good value. They're going to be building blocks of this team, be around for a long time. So I thought it was telling, you know, he was able to talk to the owner about, hey, we don't need a receiver right now. We need these big boys. We need physical players. We need guys to get after the quarterback and protect the quarterback. And that's exactly what they got. So first three picks are down, um, you know, as the, as the third round goes on. You hear Brad Holmes have another conversation with Sheila Ford and, and say, hey, this this kid Melifanwu, I think Dan Campbell was the first to say, hey, this is who we're going to take. We're going to take this Melifonwu kid out of Syracuse. And then Brad Holmes was over there saying, hey, this guy, he's got starter ability as an outside corner. He's long. He's athletic. He's standing out like a sore thumb right now in the draft. I mean, this is a this is a guy we like. This is a guy we want to take. And this is as the pick is coming up or as they're hoping he'll still be available. And you see Dan Campbell again, total funny but so genuine. He's like sitting there looking at the board and, he, <laughs> and you just hear him go, stay, stay, <laughs> stay. He's like talking and he's funny, but he means it. He means like stay like we want you to stay on the board so we could take you he he says it multiple times as he points to the draft board and he says Sheila say it with me <laughs> stay 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 up there and uh, she does it as well and they have a little bit of a laugh about it but uh, just tremendous stuff and here, here's another great quote from the video Brad Holmes saying uh, you know, this is kind of afterwards. He says, you know, I, if he was just standing out, he was just sitting there and it was like, don't F this up like right here. Like, take me. <laughs> I thought that was a great quote. Like just a no, not who says that lions, you know, coach or a guy in the organization would never be that blunt and honest and open. Um, you know, take this kid, you believe in him, you like him, you think he's talented. You think that the value is right. Uh, don't F it up. Go get him. <laughs> I thought that was awesome. Um, so you see a call right before they take Iffy where it's like he calls somebody up and says, no, like they ask about going down to 130. So let me look at my draft board. Hold on. 130. Oh, so so this is funny. So if all this adds up, I don't know. I, I don't have all my trades in front of me. But in the video, you see um, somebody ask, you know, Brad Holmes kind of ask again. Um, so you want us to go down to 130, it kind of asking or thinking or making sure that's what they're asking him. And you hear Dan Campbell say in the background, tell him to give us two future firsts. <laughs> and he's laughing. But sure enough, as I look at my board, unless there was a trade, 
At pick number 130 is the Los Angeles Rams. <laughs> so is that Dan Campbell being uh, funny, sarcastic, and taking a little bit of a shot saying, oh, yeah, you want us to go down to 130 from uh, 101? Sure, just give us two future first rounders like he did and Jared Goff earlier this offseason, and we'll do it. <laughs> um, but uh, Brad Holmes says, no, I, you know, I think we're just going to stay here and, and make the pick. You know, they take iffy. They're excited about it. Sheila Fort Hamp is quoted in this video saying, great job, Brad. What a day. I mean, everybody's excited. They show a video of Iffy talking with Aubrey Pleasant. I mean, you want to talk about a guy with swag. I can see Aubrey Pleasant like being a very quick riser in the NFL ranks just with the way he talks to players, the type of swagger and everything that he has. But they show a video of him talking with Iffy, and and he's like, hey, you know, just stay humble, be versatile, you know, do your thing. But... I mean, they just had such a great rapport. And if he just came across as such a humble, great kid, it was just incredible. So, you know, just as you kind of finish day two there, you see Dan freaking Campbell just say, that's a great day's work right there, B. And, like, just the fact that Dan Campbell's calling him B instead of Brad Holmes or Holmes or Brad or, you know, whatever would be a lot more formal. These guys are just very cool, almost like they've been buddies for years, which I love. you got to have the head coach. And the GM working well together. And that's what I saw here. I really did. So, you know, just two great days. Got players they love. Got big boys both on the defensive and offensive line. And got themselves a really talented corner that could possibly be a starter for them before you know it. So they close up the shop. They close up shop. They go home. But before day three gets started, I mean, you got Brad Holmes quoted after the fact of saying, I had two guys targeted. That was St. Brown and Derek Barnes. And sure enough, why a lot of this seems to come together is because Brad Holmes is already working the phones way before he gets to the draft room in day three, trying to figure out some deals, call multiple teams. It's nice to see that he has a rapport with the, you know, Andrew Barry in Cleveland because Andrew Barry has had a hell of a draft and is doing some good things as well with his roster. So I like that those guys can work together and maybe make some deals here or there. And let's see. So what I saw in the video was like as soon as you know, pick 112 came up and they knew St. Brown was available. It was just like that was an easy pick for him. Take that kid. Brad Holmes told everybody, kind of put the plan in action. Let's get the pick in. Let me jump back on the phone with Andrew Barry. Called up Andrew, thanked him, told him he's doing a great job with his draft. Let's make this trade. Let's get that into the the office. They knew the two players they wanted. Um, St. Brown, gritty receiver. You know, there's, there's things on here where, um, you know, one thing that I think was really telling is when they take St. Brown, they call him up like Brad Holmes did what most of us have thought. He said, hey, you are going to catch passes from Jared Goff. There's no you know, competition. There's no, hey, you know, come in here and this, that, and the other. Like, he was really, again, very positive, very in Jared Goff's corner, which you would expect. And I think that just says, unless Jared Goff completely falls off the table, if he plays average to above average football, he's going to be in here for Detroit anywhere from two to four years, in my opinion. This is not a one-year, kick-him-out-the-door type of deal. St. Brown loved it. 
excited about the pick. He gets a call from Magic Johnson, of all people, and they chop it up. And he says, hey, work's just starting. You know, uh, just kids got a great mentality. The more they show his highlights, too, gosh, I just think St. Brown is going to be a, a contributor from day one, a really just guy that's just no nonsense. You're never going to have to worry about him. He's going to be very consistent on the football field. I mean, we'll see what his ceiling is, but I think he's just going to be very dependable in the passing game. He's going to block for you. You know, there were some things being said when they were deciding to take him or talking about him. You know, I think Dan Campbell said, Brad, you've been talking about St. Brown since day one, that this was the guy he had targeted at the receiver position. You know, the group as a whole called him an ass kicker. And if you've heard, you know, some of the assistant coaches, they said they want ass kickers here on the Detroit Lions. you got to love that. I think John Dorsey said he was the best blocking receiver in this draft. And, you know, you have a little huddle after that between, between Holmes and Campbell. And you see Dan Campbell say, you know how I feel about Barnes. I love Barnes. And the group, again, is everybody's in agreement. I love Derek Barnes. Derek Barnes is a hell of a player. Go get Derek Barnes, you know. And I just think, you know, everybody's on the same page. All the experts feel like the Lions got pretty good value and and filled positions of need as well. So you got to love that. I mean, after they take Derek Barnes, Dan Campbell jumps on the phone again. And he says, you're going to be one of our anchors, and you're going to be an anchor in the middle. And that just showed me they do have a plan for this kid, play middle linebacker, do his thing, and grow into that role. And we'll see how quick he grows into that role. He's wearing number 55. Maybe he just takes it really early. Maybe he takes a little bit, and he grows into it as Spielman works with him. Like, we'll see. But... Uh, They seem to love them. Very aggressive to go up and get those back-to-back picks. I like that because there's some points in the draft. Most people always hear me say, hey, you got to trade down, whatever. But if you got guys you like, you got to go get them as well. And I think that that's what they did. They they had guys targeted. They went and got them. They did not overpay in this trade, in my opinion, for the people that they did select. So I like it a lot. You also see uh, John Dorsey have a funny moment where he kind of, you know, everyone's fired up about these two picks, everything. And John Dorsey kind of jokes, well, I hope they got grit, <laughs> knowing that they do, but knowing that that's been their big thing is these guys got to have grit. And Dan Campbell jokes back to him, oh, Oh, yeah, (laughs) they got grit, let me tell you. (laughs) And uh, just kind of reassuring himself, but also having a little fun with John Dorsey. And John Dorsey has a little bit of a laugh. So before I finish out this pod, I mean, let me take a quick break. We got another great sponsor on this week, and I want to get them in. So let's take a quick pause for the cause. We get our sponsor in here. We'll come back and finish this out, this tremendous video and draft special for the Detroit Lions. Everybody, we'll be right back. All right, everybody, I want to tell you about one of our great new sponsors, and that's Moink Meat. Moink was founded by an 8th century farmer who was featured on Shark Tank. I mean, Moink Meat is so delicious. I love it, and you will too. Get Moink right now. I'm here to tell you the best bacon, the best steak, the best chicken, the best salmon you'll ever eat won't come from your grocery store. You'll only find it on the family farm and caught by independent Alaskan fishermen. That's why you need moinkbox.com. So here's what I need you guys to do. 
Join the Moink movement today. Go to moinkbox.com slash believe, that's spelled B-L-E-A-V right now, and listeners of this show get free bacon, wait for it, for a year with every box ordered. That's one year of the best bacon you'll ever taste, but for a limited time. That's spelled M-O-I-N-K box.com slash believe. That's moinkbox.com slash believe. All right, everybody, we're back. Thank you so much for listening to our sponsors. Thank you for listening to the show. Hit that subscribe button here on the Believe in Lions show. Share it with a friend who loves the Lions. We're heading into football season. I'll be here before you know it. I'll be talking all things Lions football here as well as who knows who might pop up on the show. I obviously had Benny Blades on for a while. Might get him back from time to time. Might have some other guests. And like I said, I'm going to try to bring you guys entertaining football talk. I know some of you guys like it when I get crazy with the sound bits or when I joke around. Others of you love just straight up football. So I try to mix it up and sometimes just talk ball, sometimes have some fun here on the show. But uh, speaking of fun, like I said, I ended the last segment saying Dan Campbell said, oh, they got grit. (laughs) And I think all the players, the Detroit Lions got grit. And another great moment of this video is this is late. The Lions then had to wait like, gosh, from pick 113 all the way to the very end of the seventh round to make a selection. But you see him late on day three and and Dan Campbell says, uh, he looks over kind of real casual, but cool. Who who are you going after? (laughs) And Brad Holmes was just feeling himself. It felt like he said, man, I'm going to get that kid from Oregon State, baby. <laughs> like, you know, uh, paraphrasing, but it sounded something like that. And uh, it was like, man, this guy's sticking out. This is who I want. I like this kid. You hear John Dorsey say, he's your highest rated player, Brad. Take your highest rated player. And Brad Holmes' reply was something to this effect. Damn right. <laughs> which was tremendous. He kind of said sometimes the draft makes decisions for you, which I thought was cool. And... They went ahead and took Jamar Jefferson. So, you know, another kid that has a lot of, you know, football ability. You're not going to be blown away by his testing or a lot of other people overlooked him. But the Lions seem really high on this guy. So that was an exciting pick as well. And like I said, you know, I kind of went through this this video to me. It tells us kind of a big story. Day one was just a huge pick for the organization there at pick number seven, getting a talent and a young player like Penny Sewell was just off the charts you know day two they're hoping a guy like Levi falls to him we'll obviously see if Levi plays he seems like a Detroit guy but I just want to see him on the field see how they use him and see if he can be ultra productive they hold their water they don't trade up they don't move around the board up or down they end up getting a lean mcneil everybody's like you know number two basically defensive tackle number one nose tackle a guy that a lot of different teams liked like the philadelphia eagles and other teams <laughs> uh, so that was great and then to get a value like if you melifonwu there at pick 101 was was great as well so it's kind of like day one you know, rounds two, three, and then to come back on the third day and get two guys that you really had a vision for, you really wanted on your team, 
St. Brown, Derek Barnes is is great, and then just wait it out. And at the very end of the draft, say, hey, I'm taking the top player on my board. I'm fired up about it. I'm not overthinking it. Let's go. Dan Campbell saying we got guys we love. We got guys with grit. We got people that, you know, we were patient. We had a plan. We were excited. Like I say, the whole video you watch, these guys are, they're animated. They're talking. They're going through. Brad Holmes is definitely the leader, but he's not a dictator. He's he's having some fun in there. He's involving the owner. The owner isn't a 90-year-old lady or an old man that, you know, doesn't know football. Like, it's somebody that is is in there and is smart and calculated as well but also willing to hey these are the guys I hired to get this organization turned around you hear Sheila Ford say that a couple times like to the players that they draft hey we're bringing you in here to get this thing turned around and gosh I know her heart is in the right place I just we got to see them play we got to see these guys play and make plays and mesh as a unit and Dan Campbell's gonna have to grow as a head coach Brad Holmes you know first run as general manager you're gonna have some hits and some misses that's just the way it goes but definitely walking away from this draft feeling I mean there's no throwaway picks in my opinion with these guys not looking at these guys in the fourth or Oh, they might might not make the roster. I'm not looking at Jamar Jefferson and saying, ah, well, he's a total coin flip there. Like, I'm thinking he's going to have a role as a, as a depth running back to start, and we'll see where he goes. And you know the, the top guys are going to be here for years to come. And like I said, Levi and Aleem seem like Detroit versus everybody, baby. That's what they feel like when I see them. I see their games. I see the way they carry themselves. Penny Sewell is going to have a little bit of a, you know, learning curve at the right tackle position, but he's a great athlete. He's a great kid. You know, that's basically where he has to play for the next two to three years at least. And then maybe he would shift over to the left side, depending on where Taylor Decker is at at that point. But hey, I I just love what's coming together. And these are all young guys that, yeah, they're going to play and yeah, they're going to be counted on, but I don't think, too, that we don't have other people on a defensive line. It's not like we don't have other guys that can play along the offensive line as well. So, you know, they built on strengths, and they also built where they think it matters, which is offensive and defensive line, corner, middle linebacker that can run and tackle, a possession slot type receiver that's got grit and got ability to mix it up. And then, like you said, a best available when it comes to adding to the running back. So you can have Swizzle, you can have Jamal Williams, and you can have Jamar as your top three and then see what else they do at the running back position. So that was awesome. The end of the video, again, I I didn't take as many notes, but this was just as interesting. I mean, you got to go back and watch it. When the draft ended, they were in full undrafted free agency mode. You see Dan Campbell um, say, man, if we could get Surratt, that would be incredible. He goes, I would do, I would literally do a backflip if we can get him. I, I really would. And people just started laughing like, Dan Campbell, you ain't doing a backflip, bro. And uh, sure enough, a few minutes later, hey, we got Say Surratt. <laughs> I don't know what happened to Dan Campbell's, uh, you know, guarantee that he was going to do this backflip uh, cartwheel, whatever he said. But um, it never happened, at least on video. But uh, they did get Say Surratt. They did 
get McKinley, the wide receiver. They got Jonathan Adams, the wide receiver. Brad Holmes was really excited when they got Beckett, the the linebacker. You know, and they all had other people working on it. You had Ray Agnew, um, you know, assistant GM who was helping get some of these guys. You had Mike Disner. You had Lance Newmark helping with some guys. You had Brad Holmes being the orchestrator of all of it. And he was just excited. Hey, we got him. Is that done? Boom, done. Um, some of these other players, I think they have a real, you know, plan for Sage Surratt. I really do. I think they have, you know, visions for some of these guys that, hey, they could make this roster and maybe push some of the either older talent, maybe guys that have a bigger contract, whatever it may be. They may go lean and mean and young um, with this roster here in 2021. So very interesting stuff of how they work that. Very interesting when you see the the reactions of the scouts when they go back to the video talking about Sewell, talking about Derek Barnes, you know, just the video you see with Iffy and uh, Aubrey Pleasant, the video that you see where St. Brown is going over his tape with one of the coaches with Randall L. It's just it's just great stuff across the board, and the fact that the Lions were so open, so honest, and it just. It fires up the fan base and it gets people excited that, yes, we were working the phones, but we didn't make trades when we didn't think they made sense. When they did want to go get a player, he was able to get a deal done with Andrew Barry. When they were sitting high in the draft, they did not trade future assets to go up a few picks. They sat there. They got a talent like Penny Sewell. Just so exciting for the fan base. I mean, I've heard people say, and I'm not going to confirm or deny that there might have been a man tier or two or a couple, you know, excited, you know, yelling at my phone as I watched this video because it was exciting. It was interesting. It was very, you know, some personable guys with great head on their shoulders that are very invested in this team, an owner that's invested in this team, players that fans can wrap their heads around of guys that we can see on tape. These guys can play. We saw them in college. They produced. They have ability to play at the next level, and they're going to be featured in the Lions as they grow as an organization, like building blocks, as Dan Campbell said, cornerstone pieces, like players that are going to turn this around and put us into eventually winning and winning championships. That's what I'm talking about, Dan Campbell. High expectations. you got to love it. So, everybody, I say it all the time on the podcast. I mean, B-L-E-A-V and the Lions and believe in the podcast here. Listen to us every Thursday right here. I'm always pumping out content for you. And I can't wait till we kick the football season off. So, training camp is going to have fans. That was mentioned before I got recording here. We are going to have preseason games this year. It will be great. The Lions have a couple big games. They got a tough schedule right off the bat. And we'll see what this team has. But be patient if they need to grow, but also be excited that they might sneak up on people. Might have a little uh, a team with some mojo and some moxie more than we even think. So I can't wait to see it. Everybody, thanks so much for listening. I'll catch you next week right here on Believe. B-L-E-A-V and Lions on the Believe Podcasting Network sponsored by BetOnline.ag. Everybody, we'll catch you next week. Take care, everybody. I'm out. I believe, I believe, I believe. I love the Lions. Say it with me. I love the Lions. I believe, I believe, I believe, I believe, I believe, I believe. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early 
so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.